Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Godly Dating 101 podcast. Um, Tavares here. If you are listening to this on the day of release, that means you're listening on Thanksgiving Day. So I want to wish a happy Thanksgiving to each and every last one of you and your families for always supporting us, rocking with us. You know, all the reviews, all the merchandise um, you guys purchase, all the episodes you listen to, all of the above. Thank you guys. We appreciate you guys for listening so far. And because we get into a busier season, I'm trying not to make these episodes too long. So I'm just going to do a, a episode that I'm that I'm planning on doing a YouTube video on and hopefully edifies, especially our younger believers. Um, I just want to talk about a few reasons why it's important to wait until marriage. Um, obviously, if you've already done the deed, you already, you know, experienced some of these, so you'll be able to agree. But if you you know, you're holding out, whatever, maybe it encourages you. Yeah, but hopefully, hopefully this episode um, edifies in some way. Um, so let's just talk about five reasons, you know, why you should wait until marriage. Number one, I'll say this, sex clouds your judgment. I know a lot of, a lot of times people don't think about that, but I, I really want us to understand that sex can cloud your judgment and have you pursuing after people or have you staying with people that you shouldn't be with because you're enjoying the sex. Um, and it's not even just a spiritual thing. A lot of times people just say, oh, it's a soul tie and X, Y, Z. And wow, well, yeah, maybe a little bit, you know, something along those lines is actually a hormone that God gave us. It's called oxytocin. That's considered to be the love hormone. And, you know, that hormone gets released during childbirth, during sex and during breastfeeding. And it's like a form of a bonding agent. So it said that whenever this hormone gets released, it affects your emotions and your cognitive and social behaviors. So you ever see a mom that probably feels as though she's overwhelmed, she has no idea what to do, but the moment she sees that child, you know, the bond begins to form and everybody always says comments like that. If you're a mom, you can relate. A lot of times it was that breastfeeding in the beginning that also helped, you know, in their bonding process. A lot of times it's people in relationships and you had a one night stand, you don't really know much about this person, but you're curious about them. It's not because they're interesting. No, it's because the oxytocin that was released during sex. You know, so sex really, um, that hormone really um, impacts us in ways we don't understand. So oxytocin will really make you feel as though you love someone when you really don't. Oxytocin will tell you, oh, that person is the one for me. When in reality, hey, bro, you better run for the hills. You know, <laughs> so so many times we can stay in the wrong relationship for years because we're addicted to the sex that's involved, not necessarily because the relationship is good. You know, the sex can make you feel as though, you know, you're in love. And to be honest, if you remove the sex, many people will probably realize all the negative things that they were actually overlooking. You know, this guy or this girl, they won't work. They don't have any ambition toward their goals or they're mean and condescending. You know, they actually don't love Jesus. They just attend church services. You know, you won't even realize that, ah, oh, man, this relationship, this relationship is lustful because you're so involved and all you can see are the butterflies and how they make me feel and, you know, the sweet things. But in reality, if you stopped having sex, you can really be a better judge of character. You know, so the Bible says in Proverbs 14 and 12, there is a way which seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. You know, I believe that it's possible that we can believe that what we're doing is perfectly fine, but God is seeing the overall bigger picture. You know, he knows if the relationship is sinful. He can tell when the relationship is obviously harming us, but sometimes if we're already having sex, we're blinded by the pleasure of what we're receiving. And, and you know, um, so we're not looking at it from an eternal mindset, you know, so it shows us that sex can, get, you know, sex, obviously, if guided by the Holy Spirit, 
um, it's, it's pleasurable, it's holy, it's pleasing in God's sight. But when it's not guided by the Holy Spirit, it is more so guided by our emotions and our desires and our what I want right now, it ends in destruction every time. Even if the couple gets married, there, there's still a seed of lust that's in there that can still cause adultery and other kinds of perversion later on, you know? So sex is a beautiful gift, but it, it can't become a God. It has to be done in a way that honors Jesus. You know, so we have to learn to trust God when he tells us in his word that we should honor him with our bodies. A second thing I'll say is this. When you're not having sex before marriage, it helps you see the person's motives. And I say that because, honestly, if you feel as though this person is rushing you into sex, then you can tell what this person's real motives are. You can tell if they really value you. You can tell if they really appreciate you. They like your character. They like your personality. But if it's always, oh, let's get to the bedroom, or if it's always, oh, can you send me these pictures, or if it's always trying to sneak a touch or kiss on your neck or whatever it is, something trying to seduce you, it really shows you their motives. And if somebody's always rushing you into sex, they do not value you. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to hear that in the background. It's pretty, I'm trying a new setup. I'm trying to get a new microphone so I can start streaming on YouTube. This will probably start happening in the next few weeks, um, God willing, but it sounds like you guys are picking up everything in our background. Um, but you have to understand if they're rushing into sex, they're only aiming to gratify their sexual desires. They only cared about how you made them feel, not necessarily that they believe you're the person God has for them. You know, so I'm going to be honest with you. People will have the wrong motives, even in the church. I was talking to some of our youth at church last night, um, and I was telling them that it's possible to have the Holy Spirit and still the Holy Spirit does not have you. Like, and in context, what I was saying is, it's not enough just to be saved, but we have to abide by what God is telling us. It's not a one-time moment, but God is calling us to a lifestyle. We shouldn't just claim, oh, I have the Holy Spirit. No, we should say, well, God has a hold on my life. God is protecting me. God is keeping me. That is what we need to understand. But in reality, people in church are sometimes are going to have the wrong motives and are going to be less driven. You know, so we have to be careful. You know, so just because someone is saved does not mean God is guiding them. We need to make sure that God is guiding the person. So if you want to make sure that they have the right motives and while they're pursuing you, you know, because people are in church, you know, and sometimes and, and let's not even look at it like everyone else. Let's look at it about ourselves. We know what it means. Majority of you, if you're honest, knows what it means to have been in church for years and some of your actions not please God. And it's not that it it's not that everyone is perfect, but it's the fact that, you know, like sometimes you're probably in a rebellious state or you're doing whatever you want to do. But that's why I want us to understand we're not judging others. It's only God's grace that's keeping us. It's only God's grace that's guiding us. But we want to make sure that we're following someone or dating someone that is connected to God, not just connected to the church building. You know, so if your beauty is more, if when they view you and they're viewing your beauty as all about, you know, your curves and they're not paying attention to your character, then you know the motives are off. When you know she's looking at you according to your status or how handsome he is or how whatever he is, yeah, those are great benefits, but are you paying attention to their character, their lifestyle, their spiritual growth? And those are things you can pay attention to when you're not rushing into sex. The Bible says in Matthew 7 and 20, if they're um, that wherefore by their fruits, you shall know them. So it's telling us we know who a person really is by the lifestyle they're living. Um, you know, So if they're rushing you, that shows their character more than anything that shows the type of person that you're actually with. Yes, they may be leading praise and worship, but are they leading you into sex right after they're finished worship? Um, because there are a lot of people that are kind of using the, I, I'm, I, yeah, I'll just say it like that because I've seen it majority of my life. So I don't know. 
how your churches are going. Maybe all y'all churches are spotless, but I've seen plenty of people because they're how anointed they are and how gifted they are. They use that to seduce women. So you have to be careful. You have to pay attention to lifestyle. You know, you're not just paying attention to someone's status or their calling, but you want to make sure that this person can guide you into a relationship closer towards God, you know? So, and so if they're rushing you, it shows their character and there's nothing wrong with desiring sex. Let me make that clear. Sex is not a bad thing. Sex is not a problem that we need to, oh, God, God, take away my desire for sex. No, no, no. You know, we need to be praying for self-control. We don't need God to take away a desire for sex because that's healthy. God gave you a sex drive. But the problem is just when how you're feeding that sex drive. You know, if this person is not respecting you enough to wait, that shows they do not have the right motive. And if this person is proven to you that they're willing to cross your boundaries, they're showing you that they actually don't value your walk with God. And two, they're showing you they don't value their walk with God. So if this person doesn't fear God enough to respect his child, respect his son, respect his daughter, then that shows you, hey, man, this is not someone you want to trust with your heart. Honestly, that shows that this is actually a waste of time. And let me jump into today's um, sponsor for the podcast. I want to give a shout out to BetterHelp. They are a resource that I'm telling you guys about because Christians and as believers, we need to prioritize our mental health. BetterHelp is able to assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be able to connect in a safe and private online environment. Your counselor can be contacted at any time. Also, you can set up a phone or video calls as you desire. So if you're facing depression, stress, anxiety, anger, or any form of trauma, they are there to help you. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they have started recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. If you're feeling burdened down, I want you all to enjoy a more blessed and stress-free life. As one of our listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com godly. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com godly. Third thing I'll say is when you're waiting for marriage, it forces you to build an authentic relationship. When you aren't having sex, you actually know exactly what you're doing. You know what you're getting into. Like I look at it as the example of when you're at a club and obviously you got, you guys are all saints. So please don't stop by the club. Y'all go ahead and live right. Drink water. Don't drink none of that, that double juice. <laughs> but when you go to a club, you can be dancing on the ugliest. God forgive me for calling any of your children, your creation ugly, but the most unattractive person to you. You know, she don't look that good, but you just dancing on her. He don't look that good, but you just dancing on him. And y'all having a good old time, you know. But when the lights come on at the end of that club night, and you are like, what was I dancing with? Ew, you look like that. And, you know, it's like, it's not that the alcohol sobered you up. It's just now you can actually see what you're doing. That's the way I view sex. Sex is like, okay, well, obviously it's, it's good in marriage, but when you're dating someone, um, and it's just it's, the relationship is built off of lust and built off of, you know, just your hormones. You don't realize what you're actually building until the lights come on, you know. So when you when you date someone and you take sex out of the equation and you guys are learning one another, that's basically dating with the lights on. You're at you're at a party with the lights on. So you actually see who you're in front of. You actually see their their flaws and you actually see the, the amazing things about them rather than you're just looking at it like, ah, it's all about sex. You know, so when you're when you're not having sex in the relationship, you're you're doing important things. People people are I, I actually have people message me in the past, but a specific time I remember someone saying, Well, if we stop having sex, though, what are we supposed to start doing? What what what's good for us to start doing? And I'm looking like, 
you make it seem like that's all y'all did. But when you guys take that out of the equation, you're what? You're learning how to communicate with one another. You know what I mean? You're learning their love languages. You're learning what upsets them. You're learning what makes them happy. Communication is what keeps a marriage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your spiritual connection to God is what keeps a marriage, not the sex. You know, when, you're, when you take that out of the equation, you're paying attention to their character. You're paying attention to the habits. You're paying attention to how they treat people. They can't do anything for them. Because a lot of people are going to be nice to you and very disrespectful to the waitress that can do nothing for them. A lot of people are going to be extremely nice to their pastor or to their boss, but they're going to disrespect the person that they feel they're up there above. So you, you get to pay attention to their character when you're not paying attention to the lust. You know, you're able to see how serious they take their walk with God. Because if if they're perfectly fine with having sex, you know, and it's just like, oh, chill, man, we'll repent after. If they take that casual approach then you have to understand that they don't value their walk with God that much. Because when someone truly values their walk with God, they may not be perfect, but they walk with some level of conviction like, yeah, I ain't trying to do that. You know what I mean? I'm celibate now. I'm abstinent. You know, I'm waiting until marriage. Once you can see that person willing to take those mature steps, it shows the type of character that they actually have. You know, so you're able to see how serious people take their walk with God. And you're able to connect to see if you two have anything in common. Because there are so many people that have nothing in common. They have nothing to talk about. It's just, it's just a late night, you know, booty call. It's not, it's nothing to it. You know what I mean? So if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of times these relationships that we're in are built off sex, you know. And it's, and it's not saying that if you take that out, you guys have to break up. But it shows you that now you have the ability to build a real relationship. If you guys say, hey, let's try to not do this again. Let's try to save ourselves from marriage. Let's continue to honor God. Now we're able to take a better approach, you know. You know, so when a relationship is built off of lust and it's built off of sex, you don't get to connect on more than a physical level. But we need to ensure that we have a spiritual and an emotional connection as well. Because without a mental connection, excuse me, without a mental connection, there's nothing that'll be able to stimulate you out of sex. And trust me, I can't imagine a marriage where the sex is great, but we can't hold a conversation. That sounds like misery to me. Like, like to me, that, that 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 doesn't make any sense. You know, sex isn't as pleasurable if you aren't having nothing to connect you outside of that. And obviously, men, you know, we're you know a lot of sight driven. You know, a woman, when a wife, I'll say it like that, so you guys understand the context. I'm saying it. In, a wife, she will want foreplay. She will want the conversation. She'll want to see that the house is clean. She'll want to see that you're you're engaged in what she's saying and you're interested in her as a person before she can even desire sex. Majority of women. I'm not saying all women. And then most men, they don't need to connect about anything. You want sex? Okay, cool. You know, men just dive straight in. But in reality, a lot of women, they can't connect like that. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of marriages suffer. I speak to, to a lot of people, safe people. I ain't talking about unsafe people that struggle in their marriage because of things like that because they have nothing in common. So we have to understand that there has to be something connecting you outside of a physical connection. You know, there has to be emotional connection as well, a mental connection as well. You have to be able to build a, a true relationship. And I believe that, to be honest, a lot of times people are envying these influencers or looking at the, that's why sometimes it's still hard for me to feel the need to keep posting pictures of Safa and I, you know, because I just want to encourage people to do things God's way. I don't necessarily want to build people towards me. And that definitely works against me because people on the page still don't even know who's behind the page. But I want people to understand that the goal is to get a connection towards God and stop trying to be like influencers. Stop trying to be like every other couple. Because I believe there are many people in relationships that aren't real. Yeah, people are like, man, 
well, I know they were having sex before marriage and look at them. They're married and look at me. I'm waiting on marriage and, and, and I'm waiting to have sex, you know, uh, when I get married and look at me, I, I'm 30 now. Like, what am I waiting on? And it's like, don't let the devil lie to you. Saints, please understand that just because someone is married does not mean they are in God's will. Please understand that. God's will, some of these people are, are relationships that God didn't want them in, you know? Praise God that they're married. They're no longer fornicating, but that does not mean God is pleased with the decisions that they were making leading up to that. Because a lot of times people, they're in relationships, but there's no depth to the connection. It's just sex. And many of you, if you're honest on some of the past relationships you may have had, maybe you were in relationships that, yeah, I don't, I don't think I, were, I was ever truly valued, but you know that, uh, we, yeah, we had sex. A lot of people, especially our younger ladies, you know, they, they give up sex to feel loved. You know what I mean? A lot of men fake love in order to get sex. It's like, it's like a, it's a toxic cycle that constantly happens. You know, some people really don't have things in common, but sex will keep them there. You know, sexual com compatibility, though, we have to understand is not enough to sustain a relationship because people in marriages are miserable. People in marriages are still cheating you know, stuff like that. So we have to understand that you want to be able to be connected to that person on a deeper level. So if you're only with them, you know, to release hormones, fam, you're wasting time. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another thing I'll say is that when you wait for marriage, you're avoiding unnecessary outcomes. And I know that may sound weird, but let me let me make a little bit of sense out of that. I used to, I, the first thing I'll mention is um, you, you get to avoid STDs. Man, I know it sounds weird and taboo, but people don't want to talk about it because in the church, people are holy. Yeah. Ephesians 5 and 3 says it shouldn't be a hit of sexual immorality named among us once we're, you know, saved. But let's be honest, there has been more than a hint among us in the church. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I used to work in a, a HIV clinic when I was in the military, infectious disease and travel health. So if people were traveling out of the country. Boom. We had to give them immunization, stuff like that. When people had HIV, Hep C all kind of, you know, STDs, you know, gonorrhea, syphilis, all that type of stuff. They came to our clinic. Um, majority of our, our patients was of the homosexual lifestyle. You know, majority of our patients were HIV positive. But I want us to understand that there was a there was a young lady, uh, man, like when I saw our patients, it broke my heart because obviously a lot of these guys and girls were young. But I remember a young lady, she was new to the military. Obviously, obviously, this may not be the truth of how she got it, but I remember talking to her, you know, some of the people, if they're cool with the, the workers, they'll talk, they'll talk with us. Like a lot of the patients, they're a mad chill with us. But this young lady, she probably felt free for the first time being outside of her parents' home. You know, maybe, maybe she even came from a Christian home. You know what I mean? I don't know her background. She seemed like a very nice young lady, but she mentioned, you know, she went out partying with her friends and boom, that one time she slept with someone, she got HIV. You know, maybe it was maybe maybe it was many times, or maybe it was that. You know, I don't know the scenario, but all I'm saying is, all it took was for that one time for her to get an STD, that is gonna be with her for the rest of her life. And I know HIV is not as common, you know, but people got herpes, people got all kind of things that are common, and and I know this is not the type of podcast where you guys want to hear about sexually transmitted diseases, but I want to be honest with y'all. 
I used to work in a clinic where, <laughs> hey, you'd be so, you don't know. It's not like someone just has a thing on their face that makes them look sick. You know what I mean? So you have no idea what people have. And I know a lot of people that are in church and they battle certain things and, you know, God healed people of certain things. And But we have to understand that when you are not rushing it and you're just sleeping with anyone, you're able to make a conscious decision. You know, you're not just jumping in bed and then you find out later you picked up an infection that you didn't desire. And I'm not saying that always happens, but, you know, it. Also, it also takes one time, you know, for you to get pregnant. Obviously, one night stands don't always lead to pregnancy, but that can happen. You know, that lifestyle, you know, leads to many abortions. I was talking to a, a fellow believer recently, and they were talking about how, man, they were they had a child. And I was looking like, damn, you had a child. Like, when you had a child? Because I don't see no kids around you, you know? And they were saying that, you know, in the past, they were with someone. And unfortunately, the person went through with a... You know, they terminated the baby. Um, you know, they were devastated, and you know, so it, it it was sad. But my thing is, that's 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 what really happens a lot of times when people when we get into sexual relationships with people that we're not committed to, or get into these type of relationships that people are not married to. People are wondering, is the dad going to stay, or how am I going to take care of it? All these things, will they be loved? And it's like, and then a lot of times that ends up in abortion clinics. Planned Parenthood. That ends up, you know, people terminating children that are, even though they were conceived out of a sinful state, they're still a blessing from God. The Bible makes it clear that children are a blessing from God. You know, all it takes is is a little bit of recklessness. And then, you know, and there's a lot of people in church that get abortions. I'm, I'm talking about saved, sanctified, speaking in tongues, been in church, they hold life, don't know what to do. Trust me, don't, don't think that because someone doesn't tell you that they they have not been pressured into a situation like that. And I'm not saying start being a detective and going around your church trying to be the, you know, to be the police, but I want you to understand that these types of things can be avoided when you're waiting until marriage. You know what I mean? You know what? Or, or something that a lot of people probably just don't understand. When you're rushing sex outside of marriage, it leads to a broken relationship with God. And I don't care who wants to message me saying once saved, always saved. I'm not arguing with y'all about that anymore. You know, I want you to make it, I just want to make it clear. Sin, that's the reason why Jesus died, because sin separates you from God. You cannot be in an active, sinful lifestyle and still have a connection to God. God doesn't play with the lukewarm stuff. He doesn't. You know, the Bible made it clear in um, that abstaining from fornication was one of the four conditions required of Gentiles to be accepted into the early church. Um, you know, Acts 15, 29, it says to abstain from meats offered to idols and from blood and from things strangled and from fornication, from which if you keep yourself, you shall do well. So they're telling them, hey, you know, when they were going through a little dilemma, I guess, between the Jews and Gentiles, these are four things we need you to do. And avoiding sex was one of them. If you are not married, avoid it. It's not because God is the fun police. It's like he knows what he's protecting us from. It is a blessing in the right context. It's great but in its right context. You know what I mean? So we have to be careful. Ephesians 5 and 3, like I alluded to earlier, you know, let no sexual immorality, you know, be among God's people. Psalm 66 and 8 says that if we're regarding, or another translation says, cherishing iniquity in our hearts, God is not hearing our prayers. So you have to understand that even if you are in church all the time, but you are busting it open with your friends, listen, friend, God ain't listening to them prayers. He will listen to the one of repentance but God is not listening to the prayers that we're, we're praying when we're actively avoiding everything his word is saying, because that's telling him, God, I'm going to do whatever I want, and I'm going to come to you when I need you. That's not how God works. Um, and the last thing I'll say, 
Because if I were to say this first, you guys would have been like typical. But yeah, the last reason why I'll say you should wait until marriage for sex is because it honors God. Hebrews 13 and 4, let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled for God will judge the sexually immoral and the adulterous. It's hard to imagine sex as something that God will consider, consider, you know, holy, but trust me, it is. God considers sex within marriage as holy. He created this. God is not against sex. Um, Sex one is within marriage and it was given to um, the married as a gift. He could have made sex be painful. He could have made sex be boring. He could have made sex be the most trash experience on earth, but it ain't. It is fun. It is great. And it is a blessing, you know, so he does not have a problem with you experiencing pleasure. It's just when you do it, his way is when it doesn't come with the, you know, the guilt and the shame attached to it. God has a problem when it's done the wrong way, because in reality, adultery and fornication does more than dishonor our creator, but it negatively impacts us. First Corinthians talks about it being a sin against our own body. You know what I mean? So we're harming ourselves thinking, ah, well, nobody's being harmed, but God is looking at it like you don't even realize you're destroying yourself when you do these things. But sex was created for a husband and a wife, not a husband and a husband, not a wife and a wife, for a husband and a wife, not for a fiance, not for uh, the the one you've been um, dating for six years, not officially married, but we've been living together for a couple of years. That was not what sex was created for. It was not created for the guy in the home in high school that made you feel good. Sex is not created for the person that plays the drums and gave you a compliment. Sex is not created for that girl with the you know, you know what them girls be shaking on TikTok. Sex was not created for you to use it as a way just to simply gratify yourself. But sex is created as a way to honor God. It is a blessing when done in the right way. And to be honest, we need to hear this. We cannot expect to do things our way and have God's approval. It will never work. I don't know how y'all pastors say it. I don't word things cutely. You know, I get it. I see I'm losing subscribers. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'll need you to understand. It does not matter how your pastor views it. It does not matter how your quote unquote spiritual friends view it. If they are contradicting the word, you want to do things in a way that God approves of. So as believers, we have to grasp that, grasp the fact that the word says to flee fornication, run away from t- sexual temptation. A lot of people say, I don't know God's will for my life. What's God's will for my life? Well, one thing you need to understand is First Thessalonians 4 and 3, where it tells us um, to abstain from fornication, that even your sanctification, that God, God's will is for us to abstain from fornication. And that doesn't just mean sex outside of marriage. That is, the word is translated pornea, which is all forms of sexual temptation. So he wants us to avoid all of it, the TV, the music, all of the things that introduce pornography, perversion into our hearts. You know, and I know I'm not going to get any amens, you know, out of that or any head nods, but hey, it's the word of God anyway. So I need y'all to understand Tobias ain't making this up, you know, and there are honestly no excuses for our sin. God died for us because he knows what this thing can do for us, do to us. So we have to learn to trust that his plans aren't restricting us, but they're protecting us. The church is not trying to stop you from having fun. The church is protecting you when it says some of these things. So please be careful. You know what I mean? And I'm, you know, I understand that this episode is, you know, probably a little bit longer than I wanted because I want a quick little Thanksgiving episode. But 
definitely, if you are especially a leader, share this with your younger brothers or sisters, with your youth group. I don't ask you guys to share many episodes with friends, but this is one that I think a lot of younger people especially need to hear. And sometimes older people need to be reminded because we can get discouraged in our waiting process. But hope you're encouraged by this. I hope you are understanding that your wait on God's timing is not in vain. Continue to trust God and he's going to work it out in the future. And for those who listen to the end, please consider supporting the page, not necessarily by giving. You do not have to do that, but we would love if you check out our merchandise website and cop some merch. Uh, Y'all, peace.